Hi, what's up? Hello. Welcome to the very first episode of Giving You Everything. My name is Madeline, and this is my house, and I live here. Or, well, my voice does anyway. It's great to have you here. And you can think of this podcast as a weekly hangout where we talk about any and everything. Fair warning, there will be a real range, but all of it will be fairly non-serious, good old gal talk. So get on your best sweatsuit, put on that face mask, and grab you a drink. I hope you'll enjoy. So recently, I've been getting into The Boss. I'm not talking about the 2016 movie starring Melissa McCarthy, nor am I talking about the American legend known as Bruce Springsteen. I am talking about the Queen Diana Ross's 1979 studio album, The Boss. I'm going to assume that you appreciate Diana Ross as much as I do and as much as a pedestrian person should, but in case you were a baby like me, this album was number Number 19 on the U.S. Billboard 200, and the title track seems to be all about navigating a need for control and understanding that love rules all. I mean, Miss Diana, were we living in the same wavelength? She's probably laughing at me somewhere, draped in a floor-length fur coat, laughing. <laughs> no. Anyway, the album is... And honestly, Miss Diana Ross herself has inspired these ideas in me of taking charge, being discerning about the people in your life, the interactions you have, the experiences you opt into, and leading with love. Simply put, you are the boss. I know, I sound like some C-list motivational speaker, but I feel like it's so easy to forget or lose your own power, which I feel like is a welcome reminder for the ongoing retrograde. Woo! Are you impressed with that transition? I know, it took a while to get here. Quite a journey, but thanks for hanging in there. Anyway, as you may or may not know, the first Mercury retrograde of 2021 started on January 30th, and it has a slated end date of February 20th. (laughs) And many of us are shaken in our boats. If you've been on the internet, specifically social media, any time in the last five years, you've learned that a retrograde is a time to run and hide. But I'm here today to tell you otherwise. Don't they say that everything happens for a reason? That's gotta include retrogrades, right? I'm a believer that fear stems from a lack of understanding. So today, let's get to know our friend, the retrograde, and chat about what they are, why people are scared, and how retrogrades can actually help you level up in life. Just imagine you ate a power-up mushroom, okay? Bloop, bloop, bloop. First, 
What is the retrograde? And why are people afraid? Great question. Great, so glad you asked. Mercury retrogrades most definitely have a reputation that precede them, and they are known for turning areas of our everyday lives totally upside down, specifically and especially when it comes to communication, technology, and travel. To give you some context, the last most notable retrograde I experienced was in February 2020. And I waited five hours for a delayed flight from San Francisco to Palm Springs, which is one hour tops. And then the pandemic started in full effect. So yeah, that's the kind of everyday mishap that is attributed to retrogrades. But scientifically speaking, what is a retrograde, you ask? A retrograde is an event during which a planet appears to be orbiting backwards when we look up at the night sky. In this moment in time, that planet is Mercury, which rules communication, information sharing, and critical thinking. More commonplace examples of how this plays out in our everyday lives includes plans being stalled, miscommunication everywhere, relationships ending, machines breaking, that kind of stuff. On top of that, this retrograde takes place in Aquarius. I know, just when you thought it couldn't get more complicated. Aquarius is an air sign and usually associated with ideas, communication, creativity, progressive thought, and intellectualism. Aquarius is also known to be naturally skeptical and curious. All this means is that you'll be super, super in your head. Does that not sound like your idea of fun? But wait, there's more. All of this year's retrogrades will also be in air signs, but this is said to be the biggest one because it's amplified by six other planets. I won't go there though. I feel like I've said enough and really need to focus on why you shouldn't feel stressed and overwhelmed despite that complicated star chart dump. At this point, I wouldn't blame you if you're clutching your knees, rocking back and forth, and also pulling out your hair with maybe a few tears here or there. And you're probably desperately wondering, where is the upside? You promised an upside. Don't worry, I deliver. Retrogrades force us to look inside and reflect. This is the part where many astrologers jump at the chance to use alliteration, reflect, reimagine, and recreate. Those were my own, by the way. <laughs> I know that sounds maybe a little more anticlimactic than you'd hoped, but what I want to point out is that what we usually don't focus on enough during retrogrades is that this is a huge opportunity for growth, or should I say rebirth and reinvention. Today, I will talk through a few tips astrologers online have recommended to help us not only survive this retrograde, but thrive because of it. Okay, what can we do to make the most of a retrograde? 
When I was doing some research on this episode, I watched YouTuber Alina Alive's videos. I hope I'm saying her name right. I'm sorry. I watched her video on the retrograde and I really liked her metaphor for the retrograde. If you imagine yourself, your life, your soul, maybe as a boat, the retrograde is a storm that, quote, serves as a stress test and allows you to identify areas to fortify your ship. I mean, how's that for positive thinking? In life, this means that the retrograde uncovers opportunities for you to level up, patch holes, better your situation, or in the remix words of Britney Spears, help you be stronger than yesterday, especially when you can't get no satisfaction. I know that second one's a Rolling Stones record, but if you're a true Britney fan, you know what I'm talking about. So, here we are, little crash test dummies out on these violent open waters of life in our ship or car, now that I've started to mix metaphors, that may or may not have holes in the hole. Hmm. Sounds like a great opportunity to remain calm. <sighs> Just relax. That is probably the most irritating and non-relaxing phrase in the entire history of human language. But I like to think that being able to remain serene and patient will serve me and anyone else who's interested well as we navigate challenges that come up, which I'll get into now. Our first stop on this so-called ride is the world of communication. It's what we do as people, or if you're a supremely antisocial hermit, avoiding. Either way, communication is key to any sort of momentum or functioning of daily life. With its dysfunction being a particularly tricky quirk of the retrograde season, this means that awkward or miscommunications have the potential to ripple out and compound any kind of uneasy feelings you may have already been managing. I know. This is exactly what you wanted to hear. Think of this as a good opportunity to fine-tune how thoughtful you are when communicating with others. Sometimes when the world is throwing 8 million things at us all at once, it's easy to lose track of who you are and how the things you say land. Here are some of the tips I found online to get ahead of communication breakdowns. So the first is to be extra intentional about how you communicate. And that can be at work, with your family, in your community, or when you're trying to collaborate. It never hurts to always double check a text or email before you send it. And be nice when you can, if that is what you want for yourself. Second, be present for conversations and focused on what you're actually saying. This can help you, especially when it comes to misunderstandings or disagreements. And try to stay away from knee-jerk reactions. Ask for more clarity. Give people a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt and understanding. Sometimes they are just being rude, though. And third, reevaluate how much social media is a part of your life and how important your friendships on social media sites are or how certain people in your life are adding meaning to it. Maybe this all sounds harsh or calculated, but there's probably, well, in my opinion anyway, nothing more soul-sucking or deceitful than hanging on to someone you don't consider a friend out of fear, awkwardness, or worst of all, convenience.
technology. Okay, next, the internet told me to take care of my passwords and info to avoid any tech emergencies. This includes securing your information by backing up files from your computer and updating passwords and accounts to avoid getting locked out. As a responsible adult on the internet should. This all sounds good and well, honestly, but with the password requirements being what they are today, I'm not confident that changing my password is actually the safest, surest, and most foolproof route to keeping me plugged in to the digital world. In fact, just the opposite. Have you ever had to set up a password for some site or service that apparently has very robust security protocols? It will not be satisfied until you have provided a password with 29 unique characters, including 85 symbols, uppercase, lowercase, accented characters that must absolutely not form any sort of discernible connection to the English language. If you've ever seen the Disney Channel original movie, Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century, there's this scene where our heroine, Xenon, is attempting to save the space station she calls home, and she's metaphorically sweating over one of those novel curved keyboards from the early 2000s, and her face is illuminated by an angry, red, self-destruct countdown, and she's pounding out all these password combinations, but everything looks like it's in Wingdings font. Zetas Lapidus. Well, that is me. That is what I look like when I inevitably forget my password to something somewhere once every few months. I really wonder if this is like the security and IT folks' idea of fun. And they're all sitting in one of those rooms with a million TV screens and are somehow tapping into my webcam feed and laughing hysterically while they watch me cry as I fail to replicate some gibberish password again and again. And of course, if you are one of those people who are sharp or lucky enough to remember this password you apparently had to write in a dead language, you are then faced with the equally challenging CAPTCHA and left to debate with yourself over things like, is that capital letter I lowercase L or number one? Or if the corner of this square includes a random tailpipe from a sketchy Google Maps capture, does this count as one of the images this security bot wants that contains a car? So bottom line, make sure you have your digital life in order too. Next, uncovering the truth in your values. Okay, finally, we've arrived at the city center of the retrogrades re's re-evaluation. As you may have noticed, the advice I found seems to be pretty focused on rechecking things and making sure they're up to date. And this can also apply to your truths and your values. Unless you've decided you've reached the pivotal moment in your young life that you finally know everything. And then you're probably in for a very inconvenient and uncomfortable reality check. 
What our online star girls are telling us is that we may be taking time to dig into what it is that we believe is true or figuring out whether things people have said are true or in fact genuine. This one seems to be more serious and as a result probably more daunting but as we grow up this is probably something we'll have to do again and again as we grow wiser and change and evolve. Hence the true value of the retrograde. It builds in these pit stops along the NASCAR track that is your life. And this is your time to make sure your pit crew can change your brakes and realign your tires. My metaphors are really moving in new directions today. Another fun pastime that the internet mentioned could potentially come along with this is spending time digging into conspiracy theories. Personally, I would recommend against that, as usually you, your friends, and your internet browser, although a powerful tool for seeking information, may not actually be equipped to prove, resolve, stop, or even help your mind make peace with any sort of conspiracy theory that your imagination becomes entangled in. Speaking from personal experience, I once lost an entire month of my life in college, which I could have spent enjoying Rihanna's Tuck That Tuck album, but instead dedicated towards reading Reddit threads like campfire ghost stories in the dim glow of my housemate's laptop screen and breaking down the Illuminati references hidden in music videos. We obviously wasted no time to look for and find signs that have apparently been hiding right in front of our eyes. At that point, we had a thousand percent thought we had lifted some sort of curtain. And every time we heard Rihanna's voice, it was like she knew what we had done, which, if you think about it, was nothing. But we scared ourselves sideways and we avoided watching Rihanna music videos for a few months. But her song, Where Have You Been, haunted us. The lyrics go, where have you been? Because I haven't seen you out. If you ask me, she definitely had no doubt. Because Rihanna was definitely spending her energy and time to send us subliminal messages like that. Anyway, as you realign your priorities, this retrograde, maybe consider realigning them toward things that add joy and value to your life and probably away from conspiracy theories while you're at it. Okay, rest and reinvention. Apparently, mental exhaustion is a thing during the retrograde, given that Aquarius is very intellectual and mental. Although, based on my current assessment of recent events, this makes me wonder whether the whole last year was one big retrograde. I can't be alone in that one. But anyway... On one hand, this means overthinking could show up as self-sabotage, but 
On the other more positive hand, this could mean that we could be more open to new ways of thinking or shifting our perspectives. One of the articles I read recommended, especially for Aquarians out there, if you have new creative out-of-the-box ideas, don't let your inner critic or limiting beliefs get in the way. If there's one thing that your middle school lit class should have made clear to you, it's that the counterproductive cycle of tearing yourself down is apparently a unifying part of the human experience. Your teacher may have tricked you into memorizing it as a vocab word called inner conflict. Like they say about the belly button, everyone has one. Hamlet had it, and guess what? You do too. You might be familiar with the experience of spending tons of time and energy thinking in circles about ideas and how they're not earth-shattering enough to pursue and then how empty it feels to be living without purpose and then come up with an idea to plug up this confusing soup of emotions leaking out of your left ear. If you're not already on board, meditation could be a good option instead of this thought tornado. And it also will help in those times when you feel disconnected from people because you're spending too much time in your head. Bottom line, remember to slow down, invite your creative mind to play, and be kind to yourself. We've come a long way, and you might be thinking, well, girl, you just gave me a whole bunch of self-help homework I did not ask for. You want me to communicate carefully, watch out for technology, dig into the depths of my soul, and also stop overthinking? I mean, I didn't tell you anything you weren't already considering, probably. Don't worry, I'm getting to the biggest value add of all. All these steps lead to your reinvention, the most important re of the day. If you'll humor me, you can think of your time during this retrograde as an incubation period, like a caterpillar in a chrysalis. When I was in the first grade, my teacher got a butterfly farm for our class. You know, instead of an ant farm, it was a butterfly farm. Well, we all know that butterflies start out as wriggly, wormy little caterpillars who cocoon up and transform into butterflies. What I later learned is that inside of a cocoon or a chrysalis, the caterpillar actually melts into this primordial butterfly soup before metamorphosis is complete. In order to become a butterfly, the caterpillar literally falls to pieces. It's just that nobody sees it. So I like to think of the retrograde as a time for us to wrap ourselves up lovingly and think about the type of butterflies we are becoming. How's that for a metaphor, huh? Anyway, you're gonna do great this retrograde, and I hope you liked listening to today's episode. If you have any notes or questions, you can email us at givingyoupodcast at gmail.com. Talk to you next week. Bye.